On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, March 23rd. Calm before the storm for yours truly, uh, Ian Cameron. Hours before we take flight for San Antonio, Texas, uh, for the next week. Uh, looking forward to that, but we got business to take care of. A daily Ice Guys show for a Wednesday. Alex B. Smith uh, along with me uh, as well. Uh, just a reminder that, hey, people say that uh, sometimes I'm uh, doing too many shows every day, too many videos that I talk too much, which is true. All of that is true sometimes. I, I wouldn't argue with that. So here's your chance the next two days on the Ice Guys, Thursday and Friday. I will not be on the show. Uh, it'll be Alex and Andrew tomorrow. Uh, Andrew for sure on Friday. Uh, and uh, they will, they've got you covered. Uh, and they've got my back here for these next two days where I will be off the show. So if you want to see an Ian Cameron free zone here on the Ice Guys, you're going to get it for the next uh, two days uh, on the uh, show. So uh, that the show must go on, though. So we'll still be here for you. Uh, Alex, Andrew breaking down the card Thursday, Friday. Jimmy's dealing with some things off, you know, away from the job personally right now. So uh, if he's able to join, he will as well uh, on Thursday and Friday. So uh, they've got you covered. The show will go on, even though I will not be here Thursday uh, and Friday. Looking forward to this trip. Looking forward to being in the house for the Sweet 16 tomorrow. Michigan, Villanova, Houston, Arizona. Two terrific games in that venue uh, in the South region in the Sweet 16. So definitely excited for this trip. And, you know, first time actually traveling outside anywhere, out, especially outside the country since the pandemic. So, you know, I'm more than ready uh, to get away uh, and have a little one-week uh, sojourn. Uh, away from home for sure. Uh, Alex, it was another successful, enjoyable bet cast last night. Lots yeah. of fun. And uh, uh, always uh, looking forward to those every Tuesday night, the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It was another great time and, and we were able to, you know, turn some profits. It's just, uh, and just fun, you know, especially like I said, we've had what three in a row now where it's been, you know, multiple you know, nights with 11 games, uh, 10 or 11 games on, on the schedule. So uh, like I said, you know, if you guys haven't joined us yet for one of these, you know, every Tuesdays, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have them and they've been, you know, he said very profitable and, and really enjoyable so far. Yep. They have. And, uh, last night up and down with the live bets, to be quite honest, actually it was not a bad night for the pregame bets, especially with Seattle and the Nashville LA over both cashing in the late games. That really helped me out a bit, especially because Calgary stuck on three goals and couldn't get me that fourth goal. Uh, for their team total and a stunning loss to the San Jose last night, uh, four to three. Uh, James Reimer turned into Jimmy Broder, Jimmy Fear, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Perrant, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> late in that game, what James Reimer did was unreal. I mean, some of the saves he made with that game at four three and uh, total robbery uh, of the Calgary Flames. Uh, Daryl Sutter, by the way, was livid with Mark. Markstrom didn't have a great game. He bobbled the puck a few times. There was a couple goals he should have stopped. It was not Jacob Markstrom's best game. Daryl Sutter was so pissed about his goaltender last night that he forced Jason LaBarbera, his goalie coach, to go out and 
answer the media in the post-game press conference. Daryl Sutter didn't show up. He said, this is on you and your guy. You talk to the media. (laughs) (laughs) And so the goalie coach, Jason LaBarbera, is having to talk to the media after the game last night. Pretty funny shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that you know, like I said, him send him, that's his way of sending a, a message, kind of an old school thing to do. But yeah, but uh, maybe we'll see you know a much sharper effort from Markstrom in, in his next start because of that. You know? I think uh, that's probably a good a good assumption. I think you'll probably see him play a lot better, uh, definitely. But uh, yeah, last night interesting games. I guess the stunner was the Devils just walloping the Rangers. Things fell. We were on the betcast. All even Alex was on at the time still at that moment, and New Jersey just uh, sorry the Rangers just crumbled. Uh, in the second period, it was an ugly second period for them. Uh, they ended up losing that game seven to four. Pittsburgh dominates Columbus five one. St. Louis with a five two win against Washington, much needed for the Blues who've been slumping. Uh, Carolina, great game against Tampa, had a little bit of everything. Good goaltending, uh, some nice uh, goals that were scored, and some nastiness as well. Uh, both teams were lined up jaw jacking at the end of that game three two. Carolina getting the win there. Uh, Detroit beats Philly 6-3. Islanders shut out Ottawa 3-0. Disappointing because I thought Ottawa would do better than that. Winnipeg continues to send Vegas down the uh, free fall. Uh, when the, and the road woes continue for the Golden Knights. They get shut out 4-0. Dallas comes back to beat Edmonton 5-3. Two gut-wrenching losses in a row for the Oilers. Played well enough in both games to win. The Colorado game and the Dallas game. And they just fall short. Frustrating because they did a lot of good things. And they have one out of four points to show for it in those two games. San Jose with the comeback against Calgary. Seattle beats Arizona 4-2. And the LA Kings, I told you I was worried about Nashville last night, Alex, with the uh, David Riddick and net yeah. back-to-back on the road. LA's been rested since Saturday when they got thumped in, in Vegas 5-1 to uh, by the Golden Knights. I said, this just sets up as a prime spot for LA. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I think you're going to get their best. Maybe Nashville not at their best. And that's precisely what happened la uh with a six to one win there uh alex some overall observations from uh, last night yeah like i said that was just stunning to see how the um you know rangers lost to, to new jersey except we were on, on the air and they just you know it was like one moment after another was you know new jersey scored they scored again it's like i think it was a span of three goals and maybe like five minutes in real time uh that they had and they just kind of put them away and uh, like I said, you know, the LA Kings, I mean, they keep rolling right now. You know, it's a big win to get against uh, a national team, 6-1, to one, and, uh, you know, trying to solidify that spot. And, you know, if they can get now, like I said, we talked about the Pacific Division, how tough that's going to be down the stretch. But right now they're sitting in a, in a good spot. Obviously, not, more than likely not going to win that division. But if they can get number number two seed and, and get home ice in the first round, right now they would be playing Edmonton if the season ended today. So uh, that that's really big for them. I, I think they're a team that can make some noise. You know, we talked about that, you know, early in the year, how thought they might be a team to kind of hang around in the wild card battle, but now they look like a firm playoff team for sure. And uh, uh, big wins like that definitely help them. Obviously, it's at Camp Tampa Bay and Carolina. That was also interesting, too, except the things that were happening at the end of the game, a lot of pushing and shoving and talking back and forth. And sure enough, those two teams are going to play next Tuesday. So they definitely might want to, you know, we'll be watching that all together on the BetCast that, uh, in, in Tampa Bay, the, the rematch for that. And that's the last time they, those two teams meet in the regular season as well. So looking forward to that. And uh, it's just, you know, this is this is the time of year where, you know, you have that playoff type feel with a lot of these matchups night in and night out. Doesn't always mean that they're worth betting. Uh, like I said, you know, we have, still have to kind of comb through and, and find the best value in, uh, in these plays. But there's a, a lot of games that even if you don't have bets on them, they still would be fun to watch because of uh, what the implications mean in the standings uh, moving forward. No doubt about that. Now, we're keeping a track on these totals as well. Uh, you know, post-trade deadline. We had 3-1 and one under, by the way, Monday night. 
you know, Monday night right after the trade deadline. So we started to see more unders. Now, last night, you tabulate everything. Uh, I'm just looking at it now. Three and two, three and three, three and four, four and four, five and four, uh, six. And so we actually had an overnight last night, slightly six, four and one uh, over the total last night uh, in the 11 games. So, again, we had the under night on Monday. The only game that went over was Nashville Anaheim. Last night, we had a 6-4-1 and one to the over. So, again, we're going to track this because I said I thought we're going to see maybe a little tighter checking hockey outside of the trade deadline. The problem with my th theory is I don't know if we're going to see a lot of tight checking tonight because I actually think there could be some goals on the horizon uh, in a lot of these games that are on the uh, four-game uh, Wednesday uh, night card tonight. So, definitely something to keep in mind. So, let's get into it. We'll start with the New Jersey Devils taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got Toronto minus 300. Uh, home favorites uh, in this game, uh, total seven now across the board, shaded to the under. And I pretty much knew right away that if I'm going to bet this, I've got to get in on it quickly. Uh, and that's exactly uh, what I did. I certainly at, at around 8 a.m. this morning or so, uh, just when I got up, I saw the number climbing. I didn't even get it when it was minus 105, minus 110, which is where it was at one point. The, the juice on the six and a half quickly shot up to about minus 125, which is when I bet it. Uh, over six and a half minus 125 with Toronto, New Jersey. And now it's seven across the board. You pretty much can't find a six and a half anywhere uh, right now. Uh, and you can understand why that is. You've got obviously New Jersey has been an over machine. They were again last night, although last night they scored a bunch. Not only did they give up their regular allotment of goals, but they, you know, they actually scored a bunch, exploded in the second period against a obviously a good Ranger team and a, one of the best goalies uh, in the NHL uh, made him look silly when not many teams have done that against Shesterkin uh, this year, but credit to the Devils, that 7-4 win. They've gone over in four straight games. Of course, Toronto has been trending over at a 6-2 uh, clip in their last eight games because of defensive struggles and because of the fact that their goaltending's kind of been up and down, uh, especially when it's been the guy that's in net tonight for the Leafs who's been starting, and that's Peter Morazic, who's actually going to get the start tonight for the Leafs in this game. Now, Sheldon Keefe says he's he's looked great in practice, but and that's that's nice to hear that. That's okay, fine, but can we see it now in a game? You know, can we see it now in a game, Peter Morazic playing well? Uh, and that's going to end up being the big question here. I do think the Leafs could end up having some undervalue in the next you know week or so, two weeks, because I think at some point, I just don't know if it's tonight. Because New Jersey's just playing overs galore. They push the pace. They, they can score goals, which Hughes and Bratt and Sharon Govich and guys like that have shown you. They can put the puck in the net. And the Leafs may improve defensively at a point, but they're still without Muzzin. He's not going to be back till probably next week. Yes, Giordano is going to make his Leaf debut, Alex, but you know well that you're assimilating yourself to a brand new team. Sometimes that first game doesn't go smoothly. It might take a game or two for him to feel comfortable on the, the blue line there for the Leafs. And more than anything, I think you're going to get a situation where Morazic's a big fat question mark right now. How's he going to play? I know he's motivated. He's been motivated for weeks to play well. Has he played well? No. He's motivated again tonight because, look, he's put on waivers. You know, that's a blow to your pride a little bit as a professional. The team puts you on waivers, uh, and he cleared waivers. He's back now. Sateri ends up getting claimed by Arizona when maybe he was going to be the guy with Shalgren now. So instead, it's Morazic back with Shalgren, and they're going to give him the start because Keefe says he looks intense. He looks focused. He's looked good in practice, very good, and he's going to give him a shot here tonight against New Jersey. But you got to translate practice and you got to translate motivation and, 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 and the want to play well to actually playing well. 
That's what you got to do now if you're a Peter Morazic. So that's the big question mark. As far as New Jersey goes, I don't, still don't trust their goaltending. doesn't matter who's in that. Nico Dawes, John Gillies, uh, either or. It probably will be Gillies, I would think, tonight because Dawes was in last night, but it hasn't been confirmed yet, so we're just waiting on that. Either way, I'm going to stick to the script here, over 6.5, which I bet at minus 125. Now that it's 7, I don't know if you want to get involved now. This is an Alex recommendation for me now with the total being at 7. If you didn't bet it yet, Wait for a live in-game opportunity. It's probably the best way uh, to go about it. I'm also going to take a small shot here, Alex, on Toronto in the first period uh, with the puck line here, uh, just because I think there's things that point to them maybe having a nice start. They lost to Nashville their last game. They're very rested. New Jersey's on a back-to-back off a big win against a rival, the Rangers. Maybe a chance for the Leafs to pounce early. You know, get a goal, get Mrazek feeling comfortable, give him a lead early in the game. So I, I don't mind that look situationally at all to look Toronto minus a half plus 110 first period puck line here uh, in this game tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Devils Leafs. Yeah, well, you, you pretty much alluded to it. The only way I would be looking at, at playing this game would be live uh, for I like the first period over and I like the full game over, but you got to try and get better prices. And the thing it's kind of scary with these two teams is the way that the defense is going and the goaltending that you may not even have enough time to get any, you know, uh, anything in. This this could be a game where we see a goal in the first maybe you know minute or two. So uh, it's more than likely going to be one that stays off of my card. But that that's the way I'm going to at least approach it. I don't I don't like anything pregame. I I, I want to try and get something in live, but I'm not sure if I you know this is one where if I want to get you know uh, that first period over, I might have to lay you know 140 135, which which is perfectly fine. Seeing you know uh, right now one book had you know one and a half minus two dollars. So, uh, so if, if I can get, you know, $1.40, that's not my ideal range, but that's definitely worth enough because we, I think we could see a lot of goals here early and often. So, uh, yeah, try to, try to attack this game live is the way I recommend it. Yeah, exactly. Vito in the chat. Yeah. I don't mind Vito, what he's talking about here. First period, both teams to score. Yeah, plus this definitely feels like a game where both teams could sure. find that back of the net in that opening period. And New Jersey's been, not last night, because the two goals that were scored in the first period were both Ranger goals, right. uh, 2 nothing. But this could be a game where that both teams to score first period is live. I might throw a little uh, bit on that as well. It makes sense because uh, the one thing with New Jersey on that road trip, every game, uh, both teams got found the back of the net uh, in the opening period. Uh, and I think you might have a chance to see something similar here tonight as well uh, at that plus uh, 130 price. Uh, all right, next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins minus 230, rather, road favorites. Uh, six the total in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh clubbing Columbus last night, 5-1. I just wish uh, Columbus could have given me one more goal because uh, we fell short with over in that game for the full game. Did get there with Pittsburgh's team total, though, over four and a half. And, uh, had an opportunity to take Pittsburgh over two and a half at one point in that game, believe it or not, or three and a half rather in terms of their team total. Uh, and sure enough, it actually did drop to two and a half and also the live over for the full game and uh, missed out. And sure enough, the two goals happened in quick succession for the Penguins and we missed our opportunity. And uh, that's what happens. We talked about it on the BetCast last night. Timing is everything. Uh, sometimes with this live betting, uh, but how does Pittsburgh fare tonight? Back to back now for them. Uh, against a rested Buffalo Sabres team, although Buffalo is coming off the West Coast trip. So it's not exactly the best situation or scheduling spot for them. Uh, the good news is they've had two days to, after coming back home from Vancouver. 
where they ended that road trip in very, very good fashion. 3-2 overtime win against Vancouver, following up a 1-0 shutout win against Calgary. So you got to give the Sabres team credit. Alex, they're 4-1 in their last five games. I mean, you got to give the Sabres their due right now. They're playing better hockey. They beat Toronto. They beat Vegas at home. Uh, their only one bad game was in Edmonton, 6-1. Uh, and they beat Calgary and Vancouver to end that road trip. Craig Anderson in net has been decent for them. He's been steady. Uh, for them going into this game, which has been good to see. We'll see if it carries over uh, to tonight. It is worth noting uh, John Hayden's going through COVID protocol, so he's going to miss uh, a little bit of time right now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, that's something to uh, bear in mind going into this game. Uh, as far as the uh, Penguins are concerned, 5-1 win last night. We'll see if they can follow it up here uh, on the second of back-to-back -back games. They have a 4-4 four and four record, uh, 500 this year on the uh, second night uh, of back-to-back -back games. Uh, we're probably going to see DeSmith not confirmed yet, I don't believe, but uh, I would expect we're probably going to see uh, DeSmith get the nod here for the uh, Penguins. It's already been confirmed Anderson uh, in net for the uh, Sabres tonight uh, in this game. Uh, as far as uh, Buffalo props, you know, I've talked about Tuck Skinner and uh, Thompson a lot. Peyton Krebs, don't sleep on him because he's starting to chip in a little bit uh, offensively as well. Uh, if it is Casey DeSmith uh, in net, I could make a case here for over six, which is the lean right now, but I'm waiting uh, on this confirmation here for uh, Casey DeSmith in net. I also think, you know, based on this spot for Pittsburgh, you look at it, the big win against Columbus, you're playing Buffalo tonight. Friday night, you got a huge game against the Rangers, and the Rangers and the Penguins are battling it out for second in the Metro Division right now. They're neck and neck. This could be one of those games where Buffalo's potentially live, you know, even with them coming off a road trip. So something that I would maybe be looking at here in this Buffalo-Pittsburgh game tonight, uh, when I uh, view these lines, is the, the soccer-style bet. I've mentioned this before here on the show. The draw double chance, it, it's around plus 100 to get Buffalo draw double chance, which means if Buffalo wins the game at all, it cashes. But if Buffalo loses in overtime or a shootout uh, and it goes beyond regulation, it would cash as well. It's basically Buffalo or draw plus 100. I think that's worth a small bet here. I really do. I think this is a game where they can compete with Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh on a back-to-back, -back, a big game coming up with the Rangers. Uh, I think that Buffalo draw double chance plus 100, which means if Buffalo wins the game at all, you cash it. Buffalo loses in overtime or a shootout, you cash it. The only way you lose is if Buffalo loses in regulation. That's the only way that bet doesn't get to the win column for you. I think that's a that's a solid way to maybe approach this game tonight because I don't think it's a great a spot for the Penguins and they got the backup Casey DeSmith uh, in net as well so that's the way I'm probably going to look toward uh, this game here Alex what do you think Pittsburgh Buffalo so this one I'm, I'm taking a different approach with it's still going to be looking for a live wager but I'm hoping for a goal early in this contest and then I want to actually go under uh so I'd like to get you know get a goal in the first five minutes and go under like a seven and a half potentially uh, because this is even though with Casey DeSmith more than likely getting the start here, I feel like he, that this would be uh, his turn in the rotational. I just don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game. Looking at you know Pittsburgh, they've gone under eight of their last nine road games. Uh, like I said Buffalo, you know they've, they've played well, but they can kind of be up and down. Especially like I said they've had a couple of days off. Can they get that offense just rolling right out of the gate again? And you know Anderson has been playing fairly well, so this definitely has the, the feel of a of a game that could be you know three two three to one, uh, like I said. But but Buffalo could be live in this because of you know Pittsburgh is the second night of back to backs, and then they got another big game. You mentioned with the Rangers on deck, 
sometimes you know teams get caught in these spots so uh it kind of does feel like a little a bit of a trap spot for the penguins so i'm gonna be looking for a live under uh i wouldn't talk anybody out of out of under six right now to be honest uh but but i just feel that'd be a little bit safer to get a better a better number maybe not necessarily a better price uh going with the under here in this one yeah, and the uh, the the live under definitely could get there. I could see that. And by the way, Buffalo uh, even amount of home wins as road wins, so no big difference there. Pittsburgh a little weaker on the road. I mean, they still have a eighteen and uh, 15, 18 and fourteen record. Uh, actually, the the road record, sorry for Pittsburgh, is actually quite good, twenty one and eleven uh, this year uh, on the road. But I do want to point out that they do have the Ranger game coming up, and Buffalo's just been. You know, fighting their way in every game. Essentially, they had one bad game where they got whipped against Edmonton. Other than that, they've been they've either won or they've been right there uh, in every game recently. So I think you could do worse than maybe a a, a flyer here on the Sabers. But I like for, for a little security at plus a hundred that uh, draw double chance on Buffalo here uh, in this one. All right, Vancouver, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus two seventy home favorites in this game. Six the total uh, across the board. Actually, moving to six and a half now. Uh, as we speak, it's actually pretty much six and a half now uh, that this total has uh, moved to uh, in this game. And the reaction is clearly because Yaroslav Halak confirmed in net for the uh, Canucks. And uh, there's definitely an anti-Halak sentiment right now uh, in the betting markets. Although he has had a couple of good games this year. It's just lately it's been more of a struggle for him. And Jimmy Murphy's been outspoken on our show that uh, Halak sometimes doesn't ingratiate him, at least not in Boston. We don't want to assume that that's happening in Vancouver, too. But apparently Yaroslav Halak is not exactly a guy that's always thrilled with being put in these bad situations to start games. Well, you're a backup goalie guy. I mean, that's the way it works when you're a backup. You're going to be given back-to-backs. You're going to be given bad spots to have to start uh, in between the pipes. It's just the way it is. Now, he did uh, come in for relief uh, of uh, 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 Demko uh, in the Saturday game against Calgary, the 5-2 game. He gave up one goal on uh, 15 uh, shots there. Uh, the last game he started for the Vancouver Canucks was about as ugly as you could ask. New Jersey back on February 28th in Jersey, six goals on 14 shots uh, allowed by uh, Yaro Halak uh, in that game. Uh, prior to that against Anaheim, uh, he actually was in a relief of Demko there. The start before that was the goal, the game where he gave up five goals uh, to the New York Islanders, got pulled in that one. Actually, when I look back at it, you know, he, he came in relief for uh, Demko against Anaheim. He entered the game in relief of Demko for Calgary. Two last two games he's actually started. He gave up the six to New Jersey and the five to the Islanders. So that is where you uh, become concerned here. Uh, with Yaroslav Halak tonight in this game. Colorado, I'll tell you what, they got a great effort from Edmonton. Uh, certainly pushed the Avalanche in that game, but the Avalanche found a way uh, to uh, get the win 3-2 in overtime against the uh, Oilers. Their fourth win in a row, uh, which has been good to see. They're starting to rev it up again. And boy, I like the look of what they did at the trade deadline as well. Uh, bringing in Josh Manson uh, along the blue line. I thought they had a pretty solid uh, trade deadline overall, just trying to make an already pretty strong team uh, even stronger. Uh, and they definitely work to do that, you know, bringing in obviously uh, Josh Manson to solidify uh, that blue line uh, right before the uh, trade deadline. So, you know, this is definitely a dangerous hockey team playing extremely well uh, right now, even with Landeskog out. And they bring in Arturi Lekkonen, who is day to day, by the way. He's got uh, a little bit of an injury situation and is actually. Uh, it looks like right now in this game, he's also dealing with some, you know, going across the border 
some issues with that. So will we see Lekkonen make his uh, Colorado debut after that Montreal trade? We'll have to wait and see. You know, I like the angle of betting on the player from a prop standpoint when he's playing his first game for a team. So if Lekkonen's in, we might look at Lekkonen props tonight for Colorado in this game. The way I'd play it is probably Colorado team total over three and a half minus 130. Uh, I'd rather do that uh, because I could see, I don't want to fall into this Pittsburgh Columbus situation again, like last night where maybe I should have gone only team total instead of full game over. I'm worried about a four, one, five, one game here. You know, that's the concern here. If you're going to bet the full game over, because I don't know if Vancouver is going to light up the scoreboard themselves against a Colorado team that is playing good defense is tightening things up when they get a lead. They're not going after more goals when they get a lead. They're going, they're trying to tighten it up. So uh, I would look at more of a Colorado team total over three and a half minus 130 rather than the full game over. Cause I just don't know if we're going to get contributions for the Canucks here to help you with that uh, full game over uh, in this game. So that's the way I'd play. It would be Colorado uh, team total. Uh, over three and a half here uh, at minus 130. What do you think, Alex? Canucks avalanche. Yeah, we were talking about this before we went on air, and, and we were kind of thinking the exact same thing. Colorado team total over makes a ton of sense because they've been trending to the under as of late, uh, the team, because of, like I said, how, how well they've been playing defensively, where Vancouver has been all over fast for them, and, and they've been giving up goals uh, in those spots where they're losing. So uh, it, it's a great value price. If you like Colorado, you're not going to, you know, instead of laying 270 for them to win the game, you know they they should more likely get at least four goals to win this one. So uh, go and lay the dollar thirty. That that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, it is an over series history. I will say that if you like the full game over, I mean we've seen five, four, six, three, seven, one, four, two. And the last game was four two though. That wouldn't get the job done now that the total six and a half. So uh, keep that in mind. But I, I I prefer the team total for sure. Uh, in this game and keep an eye on uh, Lekkonen and his status if he plays. Yeah, for Vancouver, I mean, they're, they're falling out of the playoff mix. I mean, uh, they, this this run of them has pretty much put them right behind the eight ball in terms of uh, trying to make the playoffs and get back into the race. They're just one and five uh, in their last six games and not going to get any easier for the struggling Vancouver Canucks tonight uh, taking on the uh, Colorado Avalanche. All right, final game of this Wednesday card, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Anaheim Ducks. This is the second game of your TNT doubleheader tonight. Pittsburgh-Buffalo, by the way, uh, is the uh, first game. We've got Anaheim minus 125, uh, home favorites here, six the total in this one. Uh, I like this game over the total, uh, definitely. Uh, you look at Anaheim, Anaheim's going to Anaheim's going to give up goals. Period. They're, them and San Jose, with some of the key defensemen that are not only good defensemen, Alex, but they're good in their own end. They defend the front of the net. They wipe people out in front of the net, so there's no rebound opportunities. They clear the front of the net. They're in good positioning. They have active sticks. And when I'm talking about the Anaheim, I'm talking about Josh Manson, and I'm talking about Hampus Lindholm, two guys that were traded out of town before the deadline. Manson to Colorado, Lindholm to Boston. You look at Anaheim in one game post-trade deadline, Alex, without those two defensemen, and now just a boatload of depth concerns on the back end now for Anaheim. They gave up a six spot to the Nashville Predators, and I think that you're going to see more of that to come from this Anaheim team. I mean, they just don't have the quality depth waiting in reserve to replace the minutes, to replace the ability in the defensive zone that both Manson and Lindholm brought to this team. And, and I think you're definitely see you saw it clear as day Monday night against Nashville. Couldn't defend properly. Breaking down left and right. They give up six goals. And what makes matters worse for Anaheim defensively is that they've got a goalie that's struggling right now and John Gibson as well. I mean, it's not a good time for the defense to be depleted, shorthanded and full of inexperience, especially on that third pair 
when you've got John Gibson obviously battling confidence issues for the last month, you know, that becomes an issue for Anaheim. So I think Chicago can definitely find their way to scoring some goals tonight. However, on the flip side, Chicago is going to give up goals as well. I mean, they're definitely not in a great position to be trusted at the defensive end of the ice right now. They just gave up six in a loss to the Jets uh, on uh, Sunday night, six to four. We know that goaltending now that Marc-Andre Fleury uh, has been traded away, goaltending is going to be a question mark area the rest of the season. Lankinen was great in his last start that we saw him against uh, Minnesota. He actually played very well on Saturday afternoon in that game, but that was just uh, one his first good start in a very, very long time. He's going to have to show that uh, he can do it consistently. And Colin Delia uh, has been called up right now for Chicago to be his backup. And his numbers in the AHL level uh, aren't great this year. Uh, you look at the blue line still, you've got concerns there a little bit as well with the way they played up front. Uh, they miss Connor Murphy dearly. Uh, he's on IR right now for the uh, Blackhawks. So uh, I think Anaheim's capable of lighting the lamp as well. They did score three uh, against Nashville. Uh, the other night, and you still have to worry about some players that are very offensively capable for Anaheim uh, in terms of, you know, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, Derek Grant. He might be someone to look at from a goal-scoring prop standpoint because they've elevated him to a second-line spot for this team. And sure enough, what's he done now all of a sudden? Two goals against Nashville, two points, and three points in the last three games. So he's gotten a bump uh, up the uh, lineup. He's a veteran player. He's 31 years old. He's not a young guy, but boy, he's capitalizing on the uh, added minutes and moving up the lineup for the Ducks. Derek Grant might be a good player prop value for the uh, Ducks tonight uh, in this game. And obviously, I'm never going to say don't bet Zegras Terry props. They're always live to score for this Anaheim team every game they play. So I like over here, over six at around minus 110. Alex, what do you think, Chicago, Anaheim? You know, this is, uh, it's interesting because you look at the just the bare numbers. Chicago's won the last six meetings against Anaheim, and you go back to uh, March 8th. And we, Chicago just, I mean, absolutely put the screws to Anaheim at home, eight to three, uh, got off to a hot start and just kind of never looked back. But, uh, you know, that's kind of been the start of where Anaheim has spiraled since then. They've lost seven straight. And uh, coming back home, I think that this is going to be kind of a, a revenge-minded game. Anaheim's pretty much, you know, seems to be falling out of the playoff race, you know, with every, with every loss that they've suffered right now. They need something to kind of, you know, turn them around. And uh, I think this is actually a spot I, I would have liked to have gotten, you know, close to a pick and price, but I laid a dollar twenty here with Anaheim. I, I think Chicago. I think now with Flurry gone, and, and you know, keep in mind the last you know few games that he played with the Hawks, he stood on his head and, and gave them chances to win. And you know, we saw it uh, a couple of games where he took, you know, they go into overtime, they end up losing against Boston. Uh, go back, you know, a month ago that game against Dallas, there was no score until until the shootout, and they end up losing that game. But Flurry, you know, put on a, a masterpiece, and now he's gone. It's the Kevin Lincoln and the Colin Delia show. It, it, it things are going to get really ugly for the Hawks moving forward, in, in my opinion. This is the, the start of a road trip, uh, three games in the next four four nights. This is, I think, this is going to be a, some spots here to fade the Hawks in this West Coast trip. And I think it starts here with with backing out. Tell you what, this is actually not a, another thing that might help you if you like Anaheim, like Alex does. Uh, Anaheim just played Chicago recently. We were on the BetCast for that, and it was 8-3 to three for Chicago uh, in that game. They absolutely put the boots to Anaheim that night. And even though Anaheim's not playing well and falling out of the playoff race, you got to think back of their minds. They know the last time they played Chicago was about as ugly as it could get for them. And that might be a little inspiration tonight uh, for this Ducks team as they uh, get the return match against the uh, Blackhawks tonight uh, at home. As far as Blackhawks props, you know Dylan Strom's always someone you got to consider. Uh, there's no question uh, about that. 
He's been pretty good uh, lately, lighting it up for the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, we've seen, you know, even Caleb Jones has stepped up from the back end. Uh, you know, Debrinket, Kane, Taves, all they're all candidates, especially in a game where I think Anaheim's going to give up goals. But don't sleep on Taylor Radish as well. He's going to get an opportunity with this team. Uh, he's got some skill. He's got some ability. Don't be fooled by the fact he could barely crack Tampa Bay's lineup. Tampa Bay's loaded. That's probably why uh, he couldn't crack that lineup uh, all that well. But he's going to get opportunity here with Chicago. And they're putting him with Kubalik and Taves right now on that second line. So that's that's value right there. He's just getting into the team. He can find good numbers for register a point or score a goal on Taylor Radish. He's going to get on that second line. That's the kind of thing, kind of like what we just talked about with Derek Grant for Anaheim. These are guys that are going to be moved up the lineup, get an opportunity, and as a result, they are undervalued uh, in terms of their player props, uh, in my opinion. So definitely some things to uh, consider there. But uh, do you, do you like that? Was, was that part of your thinking too, Alex, with the Anaheim bet that, hey, they lost 8 3 Chicago? Yeah. That's going to be something yeah. maybe they remember tonight. But yeah, between between that and just like I said, it, it's it's kind of a, a beginning of a fade on the Hawks as well. Those, those two things together, I, I, that's what I said. I like the Anaheim bet. I was hoping, like I said, for $1.10, but I got they could still find $1.20 in some some spots. That's that's what I ended up playing. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll see if uh, Anaheim gets some uh, redemption because you're right. We were on the betcast that night. Yeah. That was ugly with the way yeah. they played that night against uh, Chicago. So we'll see if they uh, maybe make amends for that. Uh, great stuff. That's the uh, Thursday card. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us on YouTube. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. And make sure uh, you check out DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner uh, of the NHL uh, and great uh, sponsors here with us here at the Hockey Podcast Network, and, of course, uh, the Ice Guys as well. Uh, you know, a really good book to uh, bet NHL hockey. Uh, it really is. Uh, they're giving you your shot to win big as well. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo Promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Great stuff on a Wednesday. We'll wrap it up now with uh, best bets. Alex, uh, what do you like for best bet? No, let's go right back to the Ducks. Um, laying a dollar twenty. That that's my best bet here. Like I said, I think this is a definitely gonna be a, a game that like I said, that they're gonna remember what happened with the last time they played the Hawks. And I think revenge will be fresh in their mind as they try to stop this losing streak at home on national TV. This is definitely a, a, a step up spot for them. And I think it's gonna be kind of a the beginning of the decline the rest of the way for the Hawks. So uh with Anaheim Ducks is my best bet tonight. All right, Anaheim minus 120 uh, against Chicago. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. And while you're betting the side, is it Alex's best bet? You can bet the total in that game for my best bet. Uh, Chicago, Anaheim over six, minus 110. Uh, that'll be my best bet. Again, you got two teams. It's like playing for exercise. I love these late season situations. And I don't expect anybody to go above and beyond the call of duty to block a shot. Not with where these two teams are uh, in the standings. Neither one playing well defensively. And it's going to be bad, I think, for Anaheim defensively. And worse now, minus Manson and Hampus Lindholm. Two big minutes 
guys uh, on the back end for them. And you saw the effect of those two guys both being not on the team anymore for the first time against Nashville, giving up a six spot out of the Predators uh, on Monday night. I think we see goals and bunches both ways, Chicago-Anaheim over six for my best bet on this Wednesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Appreciate all the well wishes for safe travels. I, I certainly hope to be uh, arriving in San Antonio tomorrow afternoon, uh, safe and sound. Uh, looking forward to that. Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, the rest of the crew will have you covered for the next two days. I will be back on Saturday. Vito will be on with me on the weekends, as he always is as well. Uh, and uh, so we've got you covered here. We'll still have shows tomorrow and Friday. Uh, even though I will not be on. So uh, make sure you stay tuned seven days a week to the Ice Guys. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. I'm off to San Antonio. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Have a great rest of the week. I will see you Saturday, but make sure you join Alex and company back tomorrow, Friday as well, for ice for the Ice Guys. They've got you covered seven days a week right here, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.